did you labor on your Labor Day? I did not. I didn't even come close to laboring. I thought I should go pull a few weeds out of my garden. Yeah. They're still there. (laughs) You did not pull them. They're a little healthier, a little bit bigger, but I did pick a couple of tomatoes. Oh, I'm not supposed to tell people I have a tomato uh, plant or three or five in my garden. I'll take some. Do you have extras? Yeah. You don't want. You don't sound like you want to share. Well, they're not. They're not the big, beautiful kind. They're, I don't need. I'm the only one that eats tomatoes at my house. So, oh, okay. If I remember, I'll bring some. Hello, everybody. What's I'm, going no, on? I'm not bringing tomatoes to everybody. No, <laughs> just to me. Yes. Welcome to the 23 podcast. Michael Pup is here with Father Father Herb, Herb uh, over here. We had a very laborious, lab, laborious, laborious. So, also. What's the word? You worked hard. Is laborious a word? Laborious is a word. I thought so. We had a very laborious Labor Day at our house. Laborious would like if somebody's working through their homily and it's like work and everybody is exhausted because they're working with the homilist. We know that feeling. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's laborious. We were, um, actually, it was was kind of fun. I've never gotten to do it before. I was ripping out carpeting off our second floor, uh, which is great because you just cut it and roll it but then i decided i i took the first room's rolls of carpeting down the first down the staircase and threw them out onto the front porch and i thought you know what god made gravity for a reason so you opened the windows so and i threw them out i did i opened the windows and i started throwing rolls of carpeting out the front of the house i'm sure the neighbors thought we just, were just as people were walking down the street on the sidewalk <laughs> in front of your house no it wasn't it was not a hazard to anyone it was fun we had a good time okay so that was how we spent our labor day and uh hard to believe we're in september we're moving towards the 23rd sunday in ordinary time and uh lots of stuff starting up this week we alluded to it in the announcements there's the a weekend. lot. St- we no, we didn't allude. We point blank said there's a lot start, starting. <laughs> That's true. Up. It wasn't so subtle. No, you start RCIA tonight. RCIA. This is Tuesday. RCIA begins tonight. Uh, fifth six starts tonight. Uh, seven eight on Thursday. Yes. On Sunday the eighth is uh, base camp again on Monday base camp. Right. High school Sunday night. Yes, everything is happening. And this is a great time, too, for, you know, a lot of times we talk about faith formation for the whole family, but we know there are a lot of people in our parish that don't have kids in faith formation. This is a great time to get involved in your own disciple group uh, and to go over to 23.church and find a group because... And we are getting more people signing up. It's wonderful. And it, we it, we have many ty- types of groups, mom's groups, young adult groups, men's groups, women's groups. Priest group. Old people's groups. No, I don't think. <laughs> but there's um, how, how old do you have to be to be in an old people's group? I am not saying that. Oh I, boy, I okay. will get myself into trouble. But always good. And then on the musical front, I just sent out literally before we started the podcast our schedule. I always like I do the whole year, so everybody's scheduled now through May. That's what, what am I preaching on on April seventeenth? Well, that is April seventeenth is not a Sunday. No, it's between. That's it's, actually Holy it's, Week. It's ho- no, it's Easter week. When is oh Easter's the twelfth this year? Yes, yes, it's Easter week. It's Easter week. See, I got it. But the whole schedule's out. We have uh, three new singers that are going to start. Uh, so lots of fun. We we begin rehearsals next week. I get one more week yet without rehearsal in the evenings, but that starts up can next we, week. Can we tell when you rehearse and when you don't rehearse? I'll leave that up for you to decide. Okay. All right. <laughs> I would suggest that we get down to work talking about the twenty third Sunday in Ordinary Time. For St. John, 
the 23rd. This isn't his Sunday. And this is the 23 podcast. This is it. This is the big weekend. 23's everywhere. I will not be in town on Sunday for the 9 o'clock Mass or the 11 o'clock Mass. Yeah. Father Jeff will have those two Masses. I have Saturday and I have Sunday evening. I will be celebrating with Sister Regina Smith. If you know Sister Regina, member of our of parish. Of course, I love Sister Regina. She is an Ursuline sister, and she's celebrating with her community a lot of years. I think it's 65, if I dare say it. Wow, that's 65 wonderful. years of profession. Well, congratulations, Sister Regina. Is she a listener of the 23 podcast? I don't know, but I bet somebody's going to call her. <laughs> well, I decided since you're taking Sunday morning off, I'm going to take it off too. Oh, you mean both of us at the same time? Yeah, I mean, it'll be fine. No, it won't be. <laughs> okay, I'll be here. We have to have somebody unlock the building. That's true. <laughs> That's really why I, I come on Sunday, to unlock Just the building. Just to open the building. Okay, but keep that in mind. When you hear this gospel reading, because I'm working on the homily, not just for the parish, but also for the sisters who make profession, are we ready to read the gospel? Luke chapter 14, verses 25 to 33. And I'm going to... Let's see. I think I'm going to let you do the first part, and then I'm going to talk about where it starts, uh, which of you wishing to, to construct the tower. I get to read that part. Okay. You're on. Here we go. Chapter 14. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now you see why I gave you that part to read. Thanks a lot. Okay, it goes on. Which of you wishing to construct a tower does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers should laugh at him and say, This one began to build, but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king, marching into battle, would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king, advancing upon him with 20,000 troops? But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, Any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The gospel of the Lord. Now that oh, I'm not saying praise to you. You can praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now that last line, in the same way, really should have been read by you because it's it's like it's the bad news. It's the sandwich part. You're the good cop. I'm the bad cop. You you had the first part. And I had the thing about the tower and the army, and then it goes back to the, the first part again. We could have done this in parts. Yes. Next time. Next in time. three years, we'll remember this. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Um, first of all, let's talk about the tower. Two years ago, at this time, mm-hmm. we were seriously starting to build our church. Two, yeah. year, two years ago. Yeah. And when they came in and excavated and moved things, well, the first thing they did was to move the driveway. Remember the driveway came in and yeah. veered to its right. I have a video of the very first earth mover moving earth, because that's what earth movers do. They move earth. 
Um, they move heaven and earth. They were just tearing up grass, but it was cool. I had the I have the video of the very first phase of. Was that out front where they had basically the staging area? Well, it was no. They it was around the driveway. They tore out the driveway before they created the staging area. Okay. So, yeah, the old driveway. I mean, for some listeners to the podcast, they may be new since the church was constructed. Previously, when you came into this property, the driveway drove directly through where the church is sitting now. Yeah. So the entrance off of Route Twenty Five was the same. Correct. But you veered to the to the right tremendously, and the reason we had to do that is to reach the parking lot because the parking lot was not as far to the north as it is now. We only had 10 parking spots to begin because the parish right. was yeah, okay. <laughs> very big. Oh, anyway, so uh, as they started moving the earth, because that's what earth movers do, as yeah. they started moving the <laughs> Sounds earth. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> yeah. As they started moving the earth, I kept going back in my mind to this scripture passage. You know, that are we building? Are we ready? Can we finish the building? Sure. Is it going to be half finished and sitting open under the elements waiting till we find out uh, if somebody won the lottery so we could pay off the rest? Yeah, that that would be scary. It was scary. Actually, I, I, I never really lost sleep over the building project, but I really did learn how to trust in the Holy Spirit. Sure. I As I read this earlier today in Holy Hour, I was, <clears throat> excuse me, analyzing my own personal experience right now with a little bit of a renovation we're doing at our house, you know, and make it, and that was one of the first things we did is you sit down and you look at the budget and figure out what you can do and what you can't do. There, there was a church in my last town, Mansfield. I don't know what denomination. And they started building a pretty good sized church and stopped. Really? I don't know the story. I did not know the pastor. I did not even know anybody who went to the church. Hmm. And it sat open to the elements for several years. And then that's when I came up here and transferred parishes. So I don't know if it's built or not. And you're going to try to move that unfinished church up to Perrysburg so you could it get a head start. It actually was probably going to be a beautiful building. I really think it was. Really? The plan was. But I don't know what happened. And I find that very, very sad. It is. Now, take that same sadness and apply it to the part about discipleship. This gospel is about discipleship. Have we been reading about discipleship for the last six weeks or so? We have. Okay, so it's all about taking up the cross and following. It's all about turning back on mother and mother and father and sister and brother. A couple of weeks ago, we had the whole thing about, you know, have I come to bring peace? There will be division instead. Sure. And so we have, it's always that discipleship is hard, but... It's possible, and not just planning, but getting ready. So I think of planning as sitting down and kind of thinking it through, but readiness is much more than that. That almost has Advent overtones to it. When you say when you say being ready, I my mind starts thinking about Advent. Well, Advent's around the corner. You've just been doing your liturgy plan, haven't you? No, not yet. I, well, I mean, I did the the, the master schedule, but no liturgy, oh, oh, okay. no liturgical plans. Okay, oh, did you think I was planned? I had mass planned through May. Yeah. Oh, I'll let you believe that, but I don't. <laughs> I'm do, not that. Do good. you have it planned for this week? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what really what counts. Yes. But but the whole idea is, you don't say, Lord, I'll be your disciple, and I'm going to run after you, and I'll do whatever you want, without not only thinking it through, like what's it going to demand of you but also thinking through 
what you need to do to do it successfully. And I think that's the part we often miss. I think a lot of people are of goodwill, but they don't have the preparations. Um, it's like a coach told me that he had all these kids who wanted to be good basketball players, but they all wanted to be LeBron James. They all wanted to do the fancy stuff. Yeah. And he said, there's so many steps before you get there. Sure. But we have to learn those steps. So you don't just start off in being the great disciple. You have to learn how to disciple, to be a disciple, how to follow, how to learn to pray, how to uh, make decisions in a Christ-like way. All of those things have to take place first. But don't you think, and I'm not, arguing with you i'm just thinking this through that jesus doesn't call us to figure it all out and then follow you know think of when he well you learn by doing correct however however he does have an apprenticeship the apostles were apprentices well i I was thinking actually of that exact scene where he approaches them and he says drop what you're doing and follow me yeah but he's not really saying okay now you've got it figured out because no, look no. How, how often, especially Peter, put his foot in his mouth. I think Peter was born with his foot in his mouth. Yeah. They had to surgically remove it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, do you understand what I'm saying, though? I think because so, so, I think some people would misconstrue that and say, well, I've got to figure this out before I. But that's why I keep saying it's not about figuring it out. It's like learning it. Yeah. It's practicing it. It's because I think when you say figure it out, it's like the person. In fact, the other day I was. I said to somebody, just don't overthink something. Mm-hmm. They were trying to figure, you know, figure something out. I said, oh, don't overthink it. Sure. Sometimes you just have to do it. The image that comes to mind for me is don't take it lightly. So don't follow Jesus in a way that, well, yeah, I follow Jesus. Great. That's fine. I go to church on Sundays. Great. When you say that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, when I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, there's great... Um, responsibility that comes with that to our neighbor and to our ourselves. But, but see, this is where we talk about learning the skills. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm hoping to incorporate in our CIA this year, that's a little bit different from the past is we're not just going to have the wonderful Tuesday sessions and the rights at Sunday mass or even weekly attendance at mass, but also find ways that the, the catechumens, and the candidates can be incorporated. So liturgically, no, they're not ready to be lectors or Eucharistic ministers, but they could help bring up the gifts along with their families. Sure. Or, or you know, maybe they could become greeters even before they're full members of the parish, at least once in a while. Yeah. Maybe, maybe work side by side with somebody in the parish. So you start learning the skills even before you are fully... Uh, brought into the church. Sure. Same thing is true. You 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 learn to read scripture by reading, reading scripture. Right. You you learn to pray by actually praying. Very good. And surrounding yourself with people. And this is something that you would say. At least I think that you would. You don't do it just by yourself. You do it with other people. That you sh- surround yourself with prayers. Right. I get. I get it. Yeah. If I just said prayers, you think of hail Mary. Prayers. Prayers, people who pray, pray are prayers. Well, people that that I mean, people that form you, people that um, yeah, give wisdom. People, I mean that that is RCIA in a nutshell. It's not you don't 
join the church, you say, hey, I want to be Catholic, so tomorrow you're baptized. You go through a journey. You go through a process. You have a sponsor. You have a team of people that are surrounding you. You have the community that's praying for you. Um, so that's like to the extreme. But I think in in an everyday experience, for those that were maybe baptized Catholic as infants or getting back into their faith, um, you can still do that in your own way too without having to go through the formal process. So let me ask you, how did you read this when you read out loud? If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. How did you read that when you read it? I mean, what did that say to you? That word hate is so, so horrendous. Sure. I think my mind now says, I'd love to know what the original language word was, the Greek. I don't know what word, but I think this translation is a word for hate. I think the biggest translation is not from Greek to English. It's from first century to 21st century. Sure. 21st century, especially in light of things like uh, next week uh, is September 11th. Yeah. And we talk about hatred, you know, with the terrorist attacks. Sure. Uh, the word hatred has become so malicious. Now, I still think it's a, a painful word. I don't like to, to use the word hate at all. Yeah. Now you might hear a teenager or a preteen say to the mom and dad, I hate you guys. Oh, I or, I, or even I hate my life, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's not like they're hating. It's they're, they're picking a word. Maybe they're, they're trying to say they're angry. I remember as a kid, I would only, I would remember I would save that word for when I was really the most angry when you really had to make mom or dad super mad. Shame. I know that is terrible, isn't it? Yeah, that's what reconciliation's for. Yeah. I um, uh, it is a strong word. I I don't. I personally do not like that word. I think we are not called to hate. Right. Anything. I agree with you. So I, that's yeah. why I said the translation is not from Greek to English. It's like right now we have come to a new understanding of hate, and so maybe what you would be saying is Jesus is saying that a priorities put. Put me over these other things. Put discipleship on top of, uh, above and beyond all these other choices you make. Sure. And that actually was going to be, <laughs> I'm not just saying this. That's what you were going to say. That's what I was going to say. That, right. That was, yes. No, I know. It, re, it seems that way after, now. After 115 of these podcasts, Michael, we know better. <laughs> now I'll just say whatever you say, Father. The word that struck me, and I actually looked up the definition because you know me, I like definitions of words is the very last line. In the same way, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciples. So I looked up the word renounce. Oh, good for you. I'm glad you're learning. I mean, practicing. <laughs> you're, you're getting the skills. I'm so glad you're not condescending towards me whatsoever. Uh, so <laughs> I, Go ahead, renounce me. <laughs> uh, the definition, according to Google, is to formally declare one's abandonment of... Oh, that's great. Or the second definition would be to reject and stop using or consuming. I like that one, too. But I, I, I think there have been times when even St. Francis of Assisi, when he declared his independence from his dad, mm -hmm. and he gave back to his father all his clothing, in fact. In a sense, he renounced that world, the world of possessions. Sure. Because his father was a wealthy merchant. And so he said, I owe nothing to my father anymore. That's a bold move. Yeah. I've I uh, just started watching, side note, 
uh, Bishop Barron's Pivotal Players series. We've talked about this yes, a little bit. Yes. So he picks different um, people that he thinks are very pivotal in the life of the church. I just watched the one on uh, Flannery O'Connor and Fulton Sheen. Those are the, the two latest ones that came out. The very first one was actually Francis of Assisi. So that's on my list to watch. Francis of Assisi, in my mind, was probably the most, I'm going to use the word genius, but I don't want people to think it's like most intelligent. But he had the, the genius of Christianity embodied in himself probably more than any other saint I'm, I'm aware of. He somehow... He made it part of him. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, towards later years, he had the stigmata where he bled the wounds just like Jesus on the cross. And again, that is so much like his life was the like, like the life of Jesus. Your middle name is Francis? Yes, it is. That's what I thought. Did you ever... My, my fourth... My, it's Herbert Francis of. <laughs> of what? Assisi. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's just Francis. Did you ever contemplate any sort of Franciscan religious order when you were discerning priesthood? No, or? never. Never. I, I've, I've admired. Uh, if I were to go to a religious order, it would have been a missionary order. And mm. Franciscans are, I mean, there have been Franciscan missionaries, obviously, here in the, in the new country from Europe. Sure. But uh, that, that was... Never attractive to me, no. Huh. I was just curious. That's a question I've never asked you yeah. before. You know, after 14 years, there's only so many things I can ask you anymore that I don't know. Okay, you don't ask me my social security number. I think we covered that last week. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much again for joining us again this weekend, the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. It will be good to be with you. And, well, not you, because you're not going to be here on I'll Sunday I'll be here morning. for some of the masses. <laughs> God, God bless you all. Bye-bye.